What's up, everybody? Edwards, the podcast coming back at you. Another Puncher's Chance edition. Uh, of course, it's been a while as usual, but here we are. And on this one, it's going to be real short. Basically, I'm going to go over some of the fights uh, that caught my eye for the month of July. Um, nothing really, really huge, to be honest. But, um, you know, just something uh, where we can keep up with uh, some of our up-and-comers and, and uh, some uh, veterans as well. So uh, let's get right to it. And uh, as uh, I'm recording this, is July 1st, so uh, July 2nd, which is tomorrow, duh. Um, we have an exhibition, hopefully it hasn't been canceled. We never know with these exhibitions, but it's supposed to happen in England, and it's uh, Ricky Hatton versus Marco Antonio Barrera. Uh, not sure what weight class, uh, but I'm sure it's something where they're both coming in comfortably and uh, being safe, you know. Uh, they both had great careers. Uh, I really wouldn't mind watching this. So I'm, I'm going to see, uh, hopefully, uh, being in England is probably going to be in the middle of the day. So I'll probably be at work, but I'll try to catch uh, some highlights or something. So again, July 2nd, uh, Ricky Hatton versus Marco Antonio Barrera. Uh, man, I wish these guys would have had a chance to go at it in their time. Uh, but I guess I guess uh, their actual fighting weights were two separate at the time, with Ricky Hatton fighting at 140 most or all of his career, and Marco Antonio Barrera being moving up probably from 122 up through featherweight and uh, maybe up to lightweight, I want to say. I'm not too sure, to be honest. But anyways, uh, the week after that, uh, July 7th, uh, I believe this is on Showtime, Mark Maxayo against Ray Vargas. Uh, Maxayo is a featherweight title uh, holder for the WBC. So, um, yeah, and Ray Vargas has been in title title uh, bouts before. I want to say he's held the title before as well. So, yeah, this one's going to be on Showtime, and uh, it should be a little bit interesting. Um, Ray Vargas being the veteran and Masayo coming up, and, of course, he's uh, he has a title right now. So, hopefully, uh, we get some uh, fireworks on that one. Uh, also, July 9th from England. Uh, we have Derek Chisora against uh, Kubrat Pulev at heavyweight. And on this one, uh, you guys that keep up with the trailer fights, uh, Pulev has been uh, fighting on there, and he actually had some pretty good uh, knockouts. Um, but this is uh, this is the first time in a long time that he's actually going to fight somebody, uh, you know, somebody that's going to challenge him, not only challenge him, but is probably favored against him. Uh, and Derek Chisora, uh, these guys are heavyweights, so, you know, um look for look for a knockout on this one somewhere between the middle rounds i would say um without getting into it too much uh just knowing uh not honestly not so much about these two except what i've seen against you know for whatever we get here from england um but what we what we get on the zone and whatnot but uh i would take uh man i guess it's kind of a toss-up now that i think about it i was gonna say chisora but i i keep thinking of that uh pool of uh knockout that he had uh, in one of his last fights uh, last year before he went on to Triller. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really going to pick right now. It's just uh, up in the air. Um, but I, I would definitely call for a knockout there again. I'd say like in the middle rounds after a round or two of studying each other um, and maybe a scare here and there for, for both of them. Um, and after that, on July 13, uh 
which I believe is in the middle of the week or no, it should be a Friday or a Saturday. Anyways, uh, we have at junior bantamweight, um, Kazuto Ioka against Donnie Nietes. And this is for Ioka's WBO uh, junior bantamweight title. Um, so, you know, this one caught my eye mainly because Ioka's already the champ and Donnie Nietes has been in, in a few uh, title matches before, I believe. So so he's definitely got the experience. Um not sure what his age is, but he's been around for a while. Um, I'm pretty sure Ioka is going to be the, the favorite in this one. But, uh, you know, at these smaller uh, weight classes, what we look forward to is all, all the action. So uh, hopefully we'll get an action-packed fight on that one. And uh, we'll get something that we can enjoy. Uh, if I had to pick off the top of my head right now, I would go with Ioka by uh, decision. But um, we'll see. Also on that day, uh, probably on top rank uh, ESPN, we have Arnold Barbosa against uh, Daniel Sorrita, and this is at Junior Welter, 140 pounds. Um, the uh, main prospect here is uh, Arnold Barbosa. Uh, he's right there where he's uh, about to challenge for a title or at least, you know, fight for a, a, an eliminator or fight a, a name at 140 pounds. Uh, I want to say he's kind of big for his weight class, so he, he might be thinking about moving up to 147 soon. So whatever he's going to take care of at Junior Welter, he's got to do it now. Um, most of you might know him for, uh, sending, uh, Mike Alvarado into retirement via the knockout. Of course, Alvarado was past his prime and trying to make a comeback at the time. He, he was coming off of a, a few good wins, but, um, Arnold Barbosa, you know, he's a good boxer. He doesn't have a lot of knockouts on his record, but as of late, he, he's been stepping it, stepping it up as far as power shots, as far as, uh, setting up guys and taking them out. So, uh, yeah, again, Barbosa is the, um, the prospect here to look for. Um, honestly, don't know much about Sorita. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely be watching this one. Uh, should be on ESPN or ESPN Plus, And let's pray for a good undercard. Or at least a good undercard from top rank with uh, most of their prospects. Which uh, we know that's what they're known for. They're known for moving them up. Moving them along through their career. Um, and uh, showcasing them eventually. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and then we have on uh, July 16th. That's a weird date. Anyways, uh, July 16th or thereabouts, uh, Ryan Garcia coming back and uh, he's going to fight Javier Fortuna. Uh, Fortuna might have hold, held an interim title here and there. Um, but of course, the, the guy to look for here is Ryan Garcia. Even um, coming off of off outside the ring drama and whatnot. But uh, this is a, another true test for, for, for uh, Garcia and Fortuna. Um, Fortuna... Was a heavy, heavy prospect at one time. Uh, if I didn't mention it, guys, this will be at 135 pounds, lightweight. But uh, anyways, yeah, Fortuna, he, he was a, a, a good uh, prospect coming up. And like I said, I think he held a title or some version of a title at some point. Um, I actually saw him live in uh, Las Vegas at the uh, Mandalay Bay a few years back. Um, and uh, I guess his... Uh, what what What's... Um, most uh, what you want to look for whenever Fortuna fights is uh, his power shots. He's quick and he's got power, but he can be touched. Um, he's been hurt before. So everything that Ryan Garcia is good at offensively is um, is, uh, is a risk for Fortuna. So on this one, I'm, I'm going to take Garcia by knockout at some point. I'm going to say uh, middle to late rounds. Uh, but watch out if uh, if Fortuna lands something. I, th I believe Fortuna fights out of the southpaw stand. So, yeah, he's lefty. And another thing I wanted to mention when I did see him live, um, 
I was lucky enough. They messed up on my tickets, and I was lucky enough to sit ringside. Uh, and it was a small fight. He fought um, Mickey Roman out of uh, Ciudad Juarez here. So, anyways, I went. They messed up on the tickets, and they sat me right, right by uh, Mickey Roman's corner. Uh, but anyways, what I want to say is, uh, he's not very good at taking body shots. So that, that, that might be something to look for there in the fight. I don't really recall Garcia concentrating too much to the body, maybe while he was working with Canelo's team, but we'll see what, what he comes up with right now. Uh, I think he's working with, uh, Joe Goosen now. Uh, Joe Goosen is his new trainer. So yeah, we'll see. But, uh, you know, if, if, if anything, uh, if he finds any trouble with Fortuna at all, uh, I would definitely recommend uh, Garcia, or as I say, King Rye, to uh, work the body and, and, and find a find an avenue or a, find a pathway to uh, to the victory through through that body shots. Uh, and then on July 23rd, uh, believe it or not, these are not the hugest or the biggest names there is out there, but it's going to be uh, showcased on ESPN. So it's a great little fight to watch out for. Uh, Joette Gonzalez against Isaac Dogbe. Uh, of course, Isaac Dogbe, a former champ. And Joette Gonzalez uh, is a pretty good prospect uh, up until he ran into uh, Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson kind of, uh, you know, uh, really shined when he fought Joette, uh, Joette Gonzalez. But in this fight and these styles, I, I'm predicting a pretty good fight with, with some action. Um, I think uh, it's a little up in the air. Ever since Dog Bay lost to, um, oh, I forget his name. Um, wow, I can't believe I forget his name. But anyways, ever since Dog Bay lost his title... I'm sure. I'm sure the name's gonna come back. But uh, ever since Dogbe lost his title, you know he he's he hasn't looked the same. But uh, on this fight, we'll, we'll see. Um, they both can box a little. They both can bang a little. So yeah. Um, and the the name I'm trying to remember is Jesse Magdaleno. Um, continuing on with the Joy Gonzalez and uh, Isaac Dogbe. What I was trying to get at, I had to go back and look it up, but. Isaac Dogbay actually beat Jesse Magdaleno, and then Dogbay lost to uh, Emmanuel Navarrete. Uh, I'm going to try to edit this and try to make it as uh, smooth as possible, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be some uh, some something very noticeable when I edit this. But yeah, I, had, I definitely had to go back and look that up. I, uh, I didn't want to leave you guys hanging on that. I usually go off the top of my head. But anyways, and... Uh, after the week after that, so back that that fight's gonna be July twenty third on ESPN, um, and then the week after that, I believe um, pay per view PBC pay per view is the July thirtieth. Uh, Danny Garcia against Jose Benavides. Uh, this fight's gonna be at one hundred and fifty four pounds. I, I think this is gonna be uh, the the first fight for both of these uh, boxers at this weight. Um, Benavides did um, put in some work at 140 for a while, and then uh, he moved up to 147 for a few fights. Ended up losing by knockout to uh, Terence Crawford, and I don't believe we've seen him since then. Uh, Danny Garcia, again, also at 140, title holder, uh, moved up to 147, had some good fights there, maybe even held the title. Uh, but this is also his uh, first fight at 154, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I guess the plan for Danny Garcia is actually uh, keep fighting at 154. He, he's going to be the favorite here. Um, it should be a good fight, though. Um, we'll see how 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 uh, 
how aggressive Garcia is and um, how uh, resilient or how much uh, Benavides can go, how long he can go. Um, I, I think uh, one of the things about uh, whenever anybody's fighting Danny Garcia, I think his strength is his left hook or the power in his left hand. So, you know, if, if you try to uh, eliminate that to some degree um, and try to prevent him from hurting you with, with that with that punch or with, with that hand, uh, then you should have a, a decent fighter or, or at least a, a good uh, strategy on your hand to, you know, at least uh, go the distance. Uh, both of these fighters, uh, I, I would say Danny Garcia definitely has got a little bit more in the trunk, uh, in the trunk, more in the, uh, a little bit more in the gas tank. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, uh, and Jose Benavides, uh, you know, you hear things um, outside of the ring where... Uh, you know, he, he probably for a while didn't live the best lifestyle. Uh, ended up getting shot in the leg a few years back. And again, ended up losing to uh, Terrence Crawford. Uh, but what I was getting at as far as Danny Garcia at 154, he, he, he keeps going uh, or talking about challenging uh, Charlo, whichever one of the brothers is at 154. Uh, in my opinion... It's really a mismatch for him to try to challenge either one of the Charlos. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how he looks here against Jose Benavides. Uh, take it with a grain of salt, though, because Benavides is uh, kind of worn down. He's lost at 147. Uh, hopefully, these two fighters aren't too blown up at, at 154. Uh, hopefully, they, you know, I think they've had enough time. So, you know, hopefully they, they look okay as far as, uh, you know, being trimmed and ready. So, uh, yeah, that closes out the month of July. Um, I got some good sound bites if I want to ever come up with some some uh, stuff to uh, <laughs> copy and paste onto other podcasts uh, just on this one alone. But, uh, yeah, anyways, thank you guys for joining me, man. Another Puncher's Chance edition on the Edwards podcast. I'll definitely try to get uh, my boy Dennis back on for the next one or whenever uh, another good fight, big fight comes along. Uh, but once again, thank you all, and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.